action. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello, Emin. How are you? How's life treating you? Very good. Except my glasses that I lost. Very good. Okay, not talking about glasses. Yes, again. We had a good conversation about. Yes. So how do you like this podcast to be in which language? Because I already chose mine. La langue, English, French. Passimio fare tutto il podcast in italiano. J'aurais aimé que ce soit en italien. J'aurais aimé parler en italien parce que je trouve ça très... All right, how ça. do you feel today to be the one who's being interviewed? Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, are you ready to be roasted? Yes, always. Nonetheless, that we are in a 38 degrees oven. Actually, the climate is good. Climatizer, ça coûte cher, tu sais. You're economic person. Okay, we Not have really. a very uh, little devil behind the backstage. Hello, Nor. Hello. Invisible. Mm. So, today I'm going to be talking to you about podcasting. Okay, so we're going to talk in English. We, are, we always hear, listen to your podcast, but we never speak about podcasts. We always hear them, all people hear them, to learn something, to teach something, but we never speak about what is podcasting. So mm -hmm. what is podcasting? Describe it. Ooh, podcasting. Um, it's a content you find on the internet that you listen to primarily. En fait, c'est important qu'il soit signé à la podcasting ou je ne vois parce qu'à un certain moment, on a de l'influenceur, mais à la belle chose, moi, à Bishkun, ça a cacaolé. Qu'un des influenceurs ou un influenceur algérien, les candidats des vidéos fait Instagram ou qu'ils se mettent des podcasts. Alors que donc les vidéos, ils ne chèvrent pas, mais ils se mettent. Et du coup, à un certain moment, les Algériens ou là où ou là où ils croient que le podcast c'est des vidéos sur Internet, alors que non, un podcast c'est un format son que tu écoutes. Et t'as de dire le vidéo, t'as de dire le kibat, t'as de dire le kimahabit. Ou sinon, à la base, tu l'écoutes. C'est comme une émission radio. Ok, so, what is podcasting for you? What podcasting did good for you? Oh, what podcasting did good for you, for me? Um, what podcasting did good for me is I was able to meet some great, great people, just you. I met you, I met you through, through podcasting, yeah. And yeah, not just great people, but weird people as well. Like you, you're not like uh, you're not like the random Algerian woman. Uh, you you train horses. I didn't think I would meet uh, people who train horses. Okay, I will keep that idea for later yeah. because I do have a question about it about women training horses. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna focus on you okay. for now. Yeah. So. For you, do you think that the listeners or the audience prefer podcasting while they watch people talk or they just listen to them? Uh, I used to think that uh, people would rather listen to a podcast while doing other stuff, like while driving or while doing the dishes, etc. But turned out many, many people like to watch the podcast, like they watch people talking. Uh, which is why I'm trying to improve the video quality of my podcast. So, there you go. Okay. 
So I personally do have a very different vision about it because when we speak about something, humans tend to have emotions stick to it. So okay. if I hear someone and also look to that someone, mm -hmm. I can like have the idea better than just listening to the voice. Yeah, we communicate through our facial so expressions. So what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think most, not most, but some of our communication uh, happens through body language. So yes, I agree. Okay, so it's going to be a very personal question. How podcasting did help you in life? Mm, okay. Uh, how did it help me in life? Well, first of all, I had um, I had a few job opportunities, so I made money through my podcasting, though indirectly. So I had two job opportunities that I had through my podcasting, indirectly, but still. Uh, what else? The fact that I was able to meet people, I was able to meet people and have conversations with them. I was able to broaden my perspective. Like I learned, for example, I learned a lot about horses through you. I learned a lot about many, many other things through other guests. And um, this was like the point of having a podcast. It's to, to have the privilege of meeting people. Like recently, before this episode was uh, recorded, I recorded an episode with... Um, with Lam Yao, which I think was great. I learned so much in two hours. Objection, uh, Your Honor, don't make us jealous. Yes, hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so uh, I learned so much to her about, uh, about PR, about um, public relations, which is a subject that I didn't used to think about much. But today, whenever, like, after that podcast, whenever a personality, whenever a famous person does anything, I'm like, what is their PR uh, people thinking? So, yeah, I have been able to learn so many things through my podcast, uh, which I am grateful for. Okay, so how do you think that people who struggle, struggle with communication, public speaking, pers persons who are uh, people, Actually, people mm -hmm. who are um, introverts, how mm. podcasting can really help them to really get okay. into it. Okay, so back in 2015, um, I did the presentation, Tala Licence Day. Okay. And it was, I think, my first presentation. So there were my family, like when I say my family, I mean my father, my mother, and I think my brother and two friends. And I didn't have many friends back then. And not a kid for me. Okay. Uh, and that was very rude. I had <laughs> okay. And and um, and I had three teachers. They were judging my uh, my work, and my hands were shaking, and I was extremely scared. I think that very that's pretty natural to be. Stressed. Well, today I would have. Today I wouldn't have. What been is the degree? Give me the number that you were. Buried. I was like this. <laughs> my hands were like this. I'm not kidding. Like, All right. like this. So I was keeping them in my in my pants. I was trying to. I was trying to do this, uh, like cross my arms in order to hide the shaking of my hands. Sweating and all. I was sweating. My voice was shaking, etc. So. You could say that uh, the public speaking thing, if you can call this public speaking, uh, didn't come natural. So, yeah. Uh, I was able to 
kind of get used to public speaking when I started teaching English and French. So then I was able to learn with few people and then the classes kept getting bigger. But um, but yeah, it, it wasn't easy for me at first. It was very, very difficult for me to talk in public. And uh, today it became rather easy, though recently I did... Uh, I did like a presentation with um, with an engineering club, uh, and I was very very stressed. Like I, but I wasn't prepared. I didn't know what to say. Like I was just grateful that they invited me. So yeah, um, it doesn't. I, I guess you have to do it in order to be good at it. So what is your? Can you give me a piece of advice if I really want to? Start podcasting. What is the first thing that you can oh, okay. guide me with? It's to start. Actually, just start. Like the one thing you should do. Actually, that's pretty important. What you're saying. Yeah. Even if you say just start, I don't know how to start. Yeah, I'm so gonna tell you. How can you guide me through yeah. that? So uh, it's funny that Nora is here today because uh, the first episode I did was with her, as I was telling you, Khabilat. Um, and so, uh, I decided to start a podcast or I thought about starting a podcast in 28, in 2018 and I didn't do it till 2020. And the reason is I didn't know what to do. I was like, Sahel, I need my, I need stuff. I need tools and material. Uh, but then at some point, uh, I was with Noah and I was like, and the radio and I was like, Hey, let's do a podcast now. And they were like, okay. And all I had was my camera and the sound was horrible. And uh, the quality of the image was really, really bad. And I thought, okay, I did my first podcast. So whatever comes next is going to be better. So you should start with whatever you have. You have a phone, it can like record your voice and it can like take a video of you. That's enough. Okay, so how many listeners did you have? Uh, listeners did you have for your first podcast so uh, and was it uh, sorry mm -hmm. and was it so important for you to have a big number i was expecting five people to listen to the podcast and like five um because it was nor <laughs> of course <laughs> she said she sent the episode to everyone she knows and i did too uh and surprisingly a lot of Okay, for uh, yeah, for La République, for, not not La République, Le Artistique. Uh, yes. Anyway, so uh, we were so we were sending the video, the podcast, to everybody we had on social media, and um, and that was enough to have like hundreds hundreds of views. So the first podcast was uh, hundreds of views, and today. Uh, that 6K. first episode is like 6k? Really? I guess. Really? I did some analytics before I came here. Come you, on. You, so you checked. Okay, <laughs> I didn't check. But like so 6,000 is a lot of What uh, is your number goal? How many listeners do you want ooh, to reach? Millions. Millions? Millions, yeah. Not today, but maybe in 5 or 10 years. Millions. What made you quantify this into 5 to 10 years? Because do you have do you have a plan? I don't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not the type of guy who would be like, okay, um, 
by the end of 2023 i'm gonna be at 5000 and by the end of 2024 i'm gonna be at 10,000. not like that and the reason is it scares me like what if i don't attain those goals okay screen that record that and we will be back to it after five yeah, years yeah. to ten years yeah but still if we're alive <laughs> so five years is like uh what i feel like is okay and 10 years what i feel like is too much so if by 10 years uh, nobody's watching the podcast, I'm not going to do it anymore. See what I mean? But this is like the upper limit. Okay, so do you tend to continue into bilingual language or do you want to get into a specific language in the future now? now? Mm, so uh, I really thought about not caring about like what language to choose to choose uh, and uh, and at some point i was i have some episodes uh, which are like th a third english a third delja and a third french but naturally without me trying anything uh more and more people are like not like the guests are coming here and talking in english like you and um and even other people are coming here and they're talking in English and, and I'm like, yeah, let's talk in English. And even the comments are in English. And then everybody who like sends me messages about the podcast, they're like, yeah. Um, Since English, it's universal. I guess your podcast can reach a lot of listeners in the future. So if we stick to a podcast in which it's in bilingual language, in which we can switch languages in, in 10 minutes, yeah. So I guess it's gonna. It's so hard for a listener to follow you. I guess for an Algerian listener. For an Algerian no. listener, but they can really do it. They can really do yeah. anything. But yeah. But for foreigners who can't speak uh, Dajah <coughs> or who can't speak French, uh, what happens is as soon as they hear a word that is not in English, they disconnect and they don't want to listen anymore because they think they're, gon they're not gonna understand. So they dig so they give up. So yeah, uh, if I want to go international, uh, English is the way to go. Absolutely. National or international? I'd rather go international. Like so I. So I think sorry. Yeah. I think if you want to reach millions of views, mm -hmm. I guess you need to be specific about the language. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, I think one of the goals of this podcast is to expose the intellectual facet of Algeria. Okay. Like when I show people like you uh, to the world, I'm proud. Like uh, whenever you go, for example, if you go to even the Algerian. So I, uh, at some point I had um, I had a clip of my podcast on TikTok and it had like 35,000 views and a lot of comments were like are they really Algerian? This is not what Algerians are like and I disagree. I think there are many Algerians who are like this like me and like you and um, when I say like me and like you I mean people who really think about things deeply. So I guess you have just proved to yourself that Algerians can be good at something not the pilot story yes but am i gonna say that my podcast is at the moment better than uh, other podcasts around the world i i, I wouldn't <coughs> think so so i was uh, i was telling you uh, uh i i gave up on the idea that algerians are the best at something i disagree with that it's not that i disagree with that but i don't think it's the case yet 
I mean, keep yourself safe. No, I don't care. Come at me. Like I, I really don't care. But uh, the one thing I really understand, like I really try to understand, and I really uh, give a lot of thought about, is driving. Is driving cars. Okay. And at some point, a friend of mine shared um, shared a video, an onboard video of a rally driver. An Algerian rally driver driving his rally car on the mountains of uh, I don't know where I think in I think in Dia. But uh, he said that this is the best Algerian rally driver, and I was really curious. I, I wanted to see how uh, the best Algerian rally driver drives. So the thing about driving is you have to hold the steering wheel at a fixed at two fixed points. So the left hand is on the nine, and the right hand is on the three. Like if it was a clock. And uh, the best thing would be not to like la position taidic, because then your uh, the, the the movements of your hands would be directly proportional to the movements of the wheel, okay. the wheels. So like like this. And uh, what about the brakes and? Well, well that you do them with the, your feet. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but like if your hands are like this, your brain is gonna think, okay, then. I guess that. The rally cars are mostly manual, not automatic. So yeah, I guess you have so to, I guess they have absolutely. to change. You have to change gears. Speed every time. Yes, you have yeah. to change gears. Like sometimes you have to to take your hands off, but it's important to get your hand back at the same point because then your brain is going to understand the correlation between your hands and the wheels. And um, that rally driver, as soon as he set off. And that's like a rookie mistake. Like you don't do that. Okay, if you want to drive I'm seriously a car, even in traffic, you don't do that. So that showed me that the best Algerian rally driver isn't even as good as the amateurish Alger uh, rally drivers in Europe or in Asia or in America. So... Yeah, uh, I don't think we have the best doctors in the world. I don't think we have the best airplane pilots in the world. I think we're a long way. I, I would hope so, that someday we would have the best of something. We don't have the best football players, that's for sure, because we didn't even qualify to the World Cup. Mahrez will come at you. Uh, yeah, uh, the, yeah. They gave they gave up on the match at uh, the last five minutes. So it's very cool. Like I'm sorry, but no, we don't have the best at something. Okay, I guess back to you, cycle. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you a very tedious question go again. Ahead, you ahead. have answered millions of times, but I'm gonna ask it again. It's okay. But I'm gonna try to be creative about it all right when you said cycled how much is the time that took you to name it cycle oh my god 30 seconds 30 seconds <laughs> okay cycles it's science and culture yeah so But do it's you think misspelled. it's misspelled because science is like s-c-i it's not s-i so it is misspelled okay yeah So How it, it is spelled? Came for Dr. Graf. Like the way I spell it is misspelled. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh -huh. So, why did you choose science and culture in a world where now is all about business, and me. entrepreneurship? And it's about me. <laughs> and it's about you and it's about me. <laughs> yeah. And self-development. Why do you think that science and culture will stand out? I know that business and entrepreneurship are also a 
a side of science, a different kind of science. You can apply the scientific method to help yourself get to the truth, to some truths about business. Uh, but since business is not something that is um, that can be replicated in a laboratory, uh, it's not very the, the, the scientific method doesn't work uh, very well on it. Uh, the reason why I called it science and culture is because I am very passionate about science and about the cultures of the world. And I thought if I combine these two things, then I would reach anything. So if I'm talking about mathematics or about scientific stuff, then yeah, it's science. So, so far, do you think that your content is compatible with... If it's not Your compatible name. with uh, science, it's compatible with culture. Okay. So, for example, this is a cultural podcast. We're talking about football and about rally and about myself and about the podcast. In podcast, we can get yeah. driven by other subjects than the, re the main subject. And yeah. that's the point of it, actually. Yes, yes. So, another very traditional question. Mm -hmm. Face the microphone, always. Yeah. Another very traditional question. Go ahead. I'm trying to be creative about it again. Okay. What inspires you, but not you, what inspires you in a guest that you think Ooh. it's a good option to get it in the podcast, Ooh. in cycle podcast? Ooh, okay, their hair. How good their hair looks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, You're kidding. Okay, I will get that no, as a compliment. You have, you have good hair, but that's not the reason why you're here. All right, sure. Oh, that's not all. Like, Otherwise, I'm not here roasting you. So answer my question, please. If you were please. bald, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the reason I... Well, whenever I find someone who's who looks interesting, who, would, who looks like they have something to say and something interesting to say, mm -hmm. so that's when I invite people. Like if I look, if I see a story you posted on Instagram, if I see like some posts that you have, uh, I would think like, hey, this guy, he might have some thoughts to share with us. All right, elaborate about these impressions. How can you detect that some this person is not lying? This person is not f deep fake and he's not like just showing off because we can really get driven by people doing stuff only by a post and mm -hmm. they are not really doing it and they get really advantage of that and they get credit of that mm -hmm. they can come at you they have a research in google and they yeah. will just hear and make yeah, people people can't really yeah, no no people can't really uh, research google while having uh, while texting you so if they so if they actively text you like i text them i'm like hey what's up uh would you like to do a podcast with me and then i talk to them uh before inviting them uh, to the to the studio so you do have a process of detecting yeah. people before inviting them yeah to the, i talk to them normally like All hey right. what's up like what do you do like uh, or may maybe sometimes uh i see them like putting a story commenting about something and I answer their comment and if we keep like an interesting conversation I'm like hey let's let's take this conversation to the podcast okay so do you think that someone have someone has to do something in his life to teach you something hmm. because we can walk around people in the crowd and they can teach you something only by 
action yeah, that but, they did in the street. But Sarah, some people can't be on this podcast. Can be? Like, can't. Can't be on this podcast. Like, some people just can't. Like, I know some people, even friends, they can't be on the podcast. All right. Why? Um, there's one reason. One primary reason, let's say. Uh, they don't have great hair. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. The, the reason is... Um, these are people who don't really think deeply about things. Like they see life and they take the as different aspects of life for granted. And they don't care about things. Um, like as soon as you see something and you stop to think about it like really deeply, then you are qualified for this podcast. If you don't think about it, if you just go with the flow, if you just like accepting whatever is, whatever is, whatever is presented to you, and then moving on, and that's the, yeah, that's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in ideas and concepts. Okay, that leads me to another question. So, do you think that a podcaster should have a guest? I'm not going to say that he's mm -hmm. in the level of Elon Musk, Bill Gates, or something like that, that they did something. Because me personally, I can't really follow them 100% because they had the life that they didn't have. Okay. They have circumstances that I didn't have. They have some opportunities that I don't have. So what are the criteria of a person that can really teach someone something throughout a very short, short or long experience that they had in life without really getting into the thing. Mm -hmm. Because they can't, they can't be like, I'm not going to say professional, but I'm going to use it, professional about what they are doing, but they can teach you something about it, even if they are not into the domain. Instead of professional, use the word competent. Competent, okay. Yeah. Thanks for correction. So... Your question is, if I understand it well, is uh, how can someone uh, teach you something? Uh, because some people are competent at what they do, but they don't still don't really understand what they're doing. Is this what no, you? No, still they are not in the domain, but they can really teach you something in the domain that the ones who are in the domain they can't really explain it to you. Mm. So, like, like I explained to you the thing about the wheels. Although and I'm you not are a not a rally driver. I'm not a professional rally driver. Yeah. But yeah. You know some stuff that they should be done, mm -hmm. but the driver did, didn't do it. Apparently, he doesn't know. So, some, do you some, think somebody needs to tell him that. And the thing <laughs> is, even when I um, when I commented this, what I just said on the podcast, when I said like, "Hey, why is he like letting go of the steering wheel like that?" Uh, even other uh, people who are interested in driving, they were like, yeah, this is the level of Algeria. Like, what do you expect? He's still the best. Anyway, um, like, wh what's the question? I still don't, don't, don't get the question. Let's ignore the question. Uh-huh. Let's ignore the question then. Okay, let's move on. Tell me about a guest that really touched your teeny tiny heart. Oh, my guest that touched my teeny tiny heart. In what way? General. That, like that, that guest really blown your mind. Oh, okay. 
So a guest that, let me mind. let me elaborate that guest had somehow connected to you indirectly. Oh, Feriel Zakri. Shout out to Feriel Zakri. I don't know yeah. her. She, uh, we, we did a podcast. She was only 19 when we did that podcast. So she was very, very young. And, um, and she told me a story about uh, some Palestinian people who were uh, crossing the borders inside une citerne, the camion. Okay? And the thing is, uh, they were supposed to cross the border without getting noticed. Because if they get noticed, uh, see what I mean? And the driver was like, please, uh, don't make any noise. And uh, so they were going to cross the border. And uh, this, was, this story was told by Feriel Zikri on another podcast. But like... Um, The driver had to police and they spent hours with him for some reason. I forgot the reason. But the thing is, she started to While two people were inside, two people had And the question is, why did Because they were gonna die anyway. See what I mean? That's an honorable way to die. I don't think so. No, it's a tragedy. Like, okay. who can go? 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 Who the same place as them, when I ask myself the same questions, I really don't have an answer. Why they didn't knock? Why didn't they didn't knock? That's the question. Like, if they knocked, yeah, bad things would have happened. But not as bad as being killed. See yeah. what I mean? Uh, actually, uh, what Feriel said, she said that this is the case for most of us. Like, even I uh, fall for this fallacy. For example, I'm late for work and I'm driving to work. I drive the shit out of my car. Like, very, very high speed, I take risks, double a etc. And I'm like, what if I crash and I die and I kill someone with me? Is that worse? Or than being late. Is, is being late worse than this? Is being late worth taking such a risk, like risking my life for not being late uh, to a low paying job? Like, what is this? It took me a lot of effort I don't speed Fuck it, at least I'm alive I'm alive and my car is fine and I'm not gonna kill someone with me It took me a lot of effort that the people also have that idea I will speed and I will be alright and I will get to work at work at time Yeah. and I won't lose my job What if no crash happened? Yes. We and, still hope and, at and some I agree. point. So 90% of the chance uh, no crash is going to happen and you're going to be on time. So you would have saved the day 90% mm -hmm. of the times. But on that 10%, you're going to kill someone and kill yourself. So is the 10% worth, is your job worth that 10%? 
What if the thing that you're speeding for really worth it? It depends. Like if you like your life is I precise really really You know what would be it. really really worth it? You know what I For respect? You, what's worth it? you know what I respect? Yeah. Someone who had zero opportunity in his country and he's take his risk in his life to go somewhere else and fight opportunities. Like he's ready to die in order to have a better life. Like maybe I die. Maybe 50% of chance I'm going to go to the At least you died But, yes, but, mm-hmm. and I start working, maybe I'm going to have a better life. And many, many people do it, and, and, and I think that's honorable. However, what is not honorable is having a low-paying job, and you're risking your car, you're risking your life, and the life of, lives of other people in order for you to keep a job that is not that important. And that was me. So it took me a lot of effort to not do it. Okay, so, yeah. so if you had that experience that you're going to travel for something really worth it, would you do it? Absolutely. Even March, even like, even like not this earth. What like about absolutely. you, no, would you do it? Yes. No. I want to say something, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't really say it. you have to continue. لذلك tu as essayé, tu vois, c'est important pour moi. Parce que je ne suis pas c'est-à-dire qu'il y a un espoir. Voilà, il faut garder l'espoir. Good luck c'est... with me with the sculpture that I'm going to create in a month. Anyway, oh, <laughs> ok. Actually, I was Don't about to ask something. To talk to the, to the I'm speaking to it. Ok, you, okay. when you do this, uh, it doesn't work, but still. Yeah, so, As Noor said, we are Algerians. We already hate where we are. Mm-hmm. We, we just cannot ignore that, that we hate where, where we are. But do you think that the situation of people who just procrastinate and complain about being here other than cope and adapt to their mm-hmm. situations? Mm-hmm. Because I get really like pissed off when I be around people who are just complaining about doing something being here, but they can't really do something to change it. And they know they can they can change it because they are financially incapable or mentally incapable, but they still not cannot try to cope and adapt to their environment. For me personally, if I'm here in Hell, Algeria, I need to cope and adapt to it because I'm, I'm here. I can't really s- just sit there and complain. I really hate my situation, not do something about it. At least adapt to your situation. Mm. When you have the chance to leave, just leave. Yeah. But when you are sitting there, being pessimistic and just throwing negative energy to people and you know that you can't leave, you can't change, and you can't do something about it, and yet 
And yet you just sit there and complain and complain and complain. So how do you deal with these people? So yeah, I agree. If, if you're here, then you're here. And you need to find a way to be either creative or productive with your time. Um, however, it's important to be honest with yourself. So in a way, you have to be honest in your, with yourself in case you didn't try, you didn't do any effort, and you find yourself not having done much in your life. But uh, if you realize that you have tried and you did effort and it's not working, then yeah, maybe the problem is with the place. Can a proverb of français, nul n'est prophète dans son village. You can't be a prophet in your village because people fear in the See what I mean? Like, can you really say in your own hometown, probably, hey, get out of here? They say it. See what I mean? They really say it. Yeah. But who can talk to another place? They'd be like, ooh, this stranger has something new for us. See what I mean? What I'm saying is, maybe there are too many people like you where you were born. Maybe if you go somewhere else, you're gonna be like the one in a million. You're gonna be like more, more valuable to wherever you're going. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. For, there are too many Mexicans in Mexico. If they go to America, they're gonna find a job. So, yeah, I think it's legitimate to want to travel. Uh, but at the same time, I agree with you because being lazy isn't isn't like like if the problem is you being lazy then you have to recognize it and try to do something about it so yeah okay so i mean tell me about a guest that probably made you think about changing your practice practice meaning by this guest the specific guest made you think that you need to develop that subject more in your podcast or you had such a routine about your podcast on picking up guests, but that specific guest came and made you change your practice. Yeah, that would be Lemia. I like when you, when you give me names. Yeah. Uh, so Lemia is, while we're recording this episode, uh, the, the episode of Lemia... بعدين كوبيها كوبيها من بعد نومه نصوتيها وي كي تدخلي سي لا ميم شوزا قولي لنا ما تغلقيهاش كامل معليش سو كاين كاين يا ذيس جاست شي ميد مي ثينك شي جيف مي لايك ا كومبليتلي نيو بوينت اوف فيو اباوت اباوت about celebrities and public relations, etc. And I thought, okay, uh, maybe I'm going to give uh, guests that have a minimum level. Like I realized that people are And I'm talking about Lemia. Hello, Lemia. Hello, and, Lemia um, And yeah, and I would like to have people like her on the podcast. Okay. In the future. How do you deal with discomfort, 
during your podcast because it can't be as smooth yes. as it is yes. because the videos of podcasting are really mm. like hard. Mm. How do you deal with discomfort when you think that your guest is no more comfortable being asked, being interviewed? Oh, I, I try to recognize it. Like, he's not comfortable. Like, yeah, switch the subjects, change subjects. Um, yeah, uh, you have to be quick about these things. This is like social skills. Like, there's something wrong. Move on, change subjects. So, yeah, usually I change subjects. Okay. So, is your podcast did something to your guest that you didn't expect. Let me explain. You had a guest in your podcast, and because of your podcast, that person became better, or had some opportunities, or he learned something he never knew about before, or he just, he made, he, your podcast was the reason why he is becoming a better self. I really have to think about this. Okay. I you really, have really time. have to think about this. I'm not sure about the guests, but I receive messages from people who listen to the podcast mm -hmm. and they're like, thanks to your podcast, I became an intellectual. How did that make you feel? That made me feel great. great. Um, but like, it wasn't like, I don't know, like it wasn't, uh, there are things in life that are even better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say what. Like? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say what. All right, so have you ever felt that you didn't know enough to ask? Yes, uh, with you, I did feel that. Feel that. Like really? when, when we were talking about horses, I felt like, yeah, I, I'm not sure what questions are relevant. So it was very difficult for me to, uh, to ask the right questions about horses. So, so at some point I even asked you like, how do, do you tell him to go left? So like, this is a super ultra basic question about horse so riding. So answering that question is the same thing as a rally driver. I need to really calculate on where to put my right hand and my left hand to be very, very compatible with my legs on how to make it go left, on how to make it yeah, go but, right. But so like, it's the same thing. It's not the same it's thing. It's just on a horse. No. Ah, right. Okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see, I see, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So let's talk about a little bit the podcast BTS. Now what? we are not talking about materials because... What's BTS? Behind... The, the scenes, okay, the scenes okay, okay, okay. Or stage, okay. or okay. room, where, yes, where yes, are we yes. in the oven? Yes. <laughs> so, how do you prepare everything? So, today, Amin Rahmani Nad, hey, I'm having a podcast today. Mm -hmm. How do you, or how do you start it? How, how can you get in your day starting a podcast? Like this. From A to Z. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no. Um, so what I do is... That's a very detailed question. It's not necessary, but it's um, very important like to, to someone yeah. who's beginner. Yeah. He needs to know everything about it. I'm curious. So, so at some point, I used to do uh, my podcast at AIM Center School of Languages. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would call them in advance and tell them, hey, 
Is it okay if tomorrow I do the podcast and come? And they'd be like, yeah, there's a free classroom or room or whatever. Uh, you can take it. So I would go early in the morning, prepare the stuff, like put two tables together. Usually I would have friends with with me. And I would put like black carpet, maybe black carpet, black material. I remember that. Yeah. I did it with you too. I put it with you also. Yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, I would put a black background behind me and behind the guest and then set up the cameras. And like uh, before that, I had to make sure that the batteries of the cameras are charged. Uh, so th it was a lot of work. Uh, today, however, uh, I have a studio here and everything is already set up. So I can do a podcast whenever I want. Okay, so do you have any strategic way or plan before you do your podcast? Basically, you didn't do that with me because you didn't know enough to ask. I'll thank you for that. But did you like plan or search about something before you do a podcast with someone? Um, I talked to you. Like for about the horses, yes. I talked to you about horses before doing the uh, yeah. the podcast. You, so that helped me. You did me have a general idea, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that did help me. Uh, sometimes, yeah, I would prepare some questions, and sometimes not. Like you did today. Today I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> well, you told me yesterday at midnight. Called the podcast. I was like, okay, we should have been in there. So all right. Assuming that you are the great representation of your audience and your listeners do you th do you like take that in consideration what the people want to listen what the people want to hear from you because mm -hmm. you're sometimes you are picking up the guests you are picking up the subjects that you want to do so you are indirectly serving your listeners about their curiosity too mm -hmm. so How do you deal with that? Uh, so sometimes I would just tell people that, hey, I'm having this person yes. on the podcast. Would you like me to ask her some questions? And they'd be like, yeah, talk, ask her about this and ask her about that. And that's very helpful because in the middle of the episode, I'm like, I can check the questions and ask her directly. Yeah, like how do you detect the need? Because they asked about it. Or do you think that you can detect the need of the listeners, of your listeners, because they are used to you? without really asking them because you know what they are curious about yeah. because you only like attract people who really like are interested on what you are representing so you already know what these listeners already that you have are interested about what about the new people yeah mm. actually you're right what I should do is uh, do a story on Instagram and tell mm -hmm. people hey Uh, suggest to me some uh, some guests, and uh, what would you like to what would you like me to talk to them about? So yeah, I've had some guests suggested before, and I had them on the podcast, and I had some questions suggested, but I should do that more. I usually just think what am I curious about, and just think that people are curious about the same things I'm curious about. But yeah, what I should do is like communicate with people with my listeners more and see what they would like to hear from my guests okay yeah lately i heard the podcast about someone who said stay away about the main or the primary pro profession of the guests that you're having because stay away stay away yeah okay okay 
So Why? don't focus on it so much because okay. it can be the profession of others and they really don't want to hear something about their job. Because people listen to podcasts just to Learn refresh. Things, yeah. I don't know. I find it so refreshing to my ears. So they mm. said, stay away about the primary profession of someone. Do you really do it? Or they mainly say just to stay away about interest. Well, I don't really set rules for myself. Mm-hmm. Like if someone is Gilio, he's an astronaut. F- like fuck this rule, I'm gonna ask him about <laughs> space. <laughs> yeah. But if their if their job is interesting, absolutely I'm gonna talk to them about their job. Mm-hmm. If their job is not interesting, however, then I'm not gonna talk to them about their job. Okay. Yeah. And Your job interesting. My job. Yeah. At the it's moment, interesting anyway. but when you really get deep in it, it's not that interesting. Yeah, we're not it is there. very like wild and very deep because you're treating like something is alive. It's not an object. It's not a software. It's not marketing. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, something. It's alive. Yeah. So we'll leave uh, my job for later. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I mean, tell me about self promotion. What do you think about self-promotion? What is self-promotion? Do you think that your podcast is a self-promotion for yourself? Accidentally, yeah. Accidentally. Yeah. It's not the point of the podcast, but of course, like if I'm going to be in it, I'm going to tell people that this is my podcast and like uh, be on every episode. Yeah, of of course, it's going to promote myself. Okay. It's going to promote What I meant by self-promotion is someone who say, hey, I'm a coach. I know... I do have that thing that I really like do it very well so I'm gonna teach you about it it's just a coach and this is a kind of for me it's a kind of self-promotion so do you think that through your podcasting you are self-promoting something that you know how to do because for me like communication is a skill it's mm-hmm. uh, communication is something that I really needed. Maybe that's something I should do. Maybe some people would argue that that it is something that I, that I should do, but I'm not like using my podcast as a promotion for mm-hmm. myself. Like I don't. For example, I'm an English teacher, and all of my students at the moment have no idea that I have a podcast. Yeah. So I didn't get them through my podcast. So I'm like, I'm not like through my podcasts. I'm not like, hey, see how you speak English? This is how you can speak English. Come to me. Uh, Also, um, I don't think, like when I go to job interviews or when I do something, when I want want a job, I am public about the fact that I have a podcast and that I do this and this and that. But I don't necessarily try actively to use the podcast to find clients so yeah so can i say the same thing about entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship is a kind of self-promotion too because you are detecting a need hey i know how to do how to how to serve people who have that need so i'm gonna do it so do you think that's because lately you did a training about entrepreneurship yeah so do you think my you first have, question about came. this yeah. is yeah I just couldn't yeah. I work but I wasn't the trainer you did the training I didn't say you were I organized yeah, I yeah organized organized the training yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So? so do you think that entrepreneurship is not about you as an entrepreneur, but entrepreneurship in general, with all its concept, do you think that it's a kind of self-promotion too? In what way could it be self-promotion? Like Serving people, detecting a need, and then you know how to do it because you do have the skill to do it. Mm -hmm. And basically, you are growing a business through that skill or okay. through that need. Okay. Yet, you are the one, you are the head of it. So, well, if I understand the, the, the word self-promotion self well, then I would say that you need to do self-promotion in order to succeed at what you're doing as an entrepreneur. I think that self-promotion, the people to know you, to know the, your business name. Yeah. It's yeah. not personally directly to you because yeah. yeah I can I can have a growing enterprise it's named I don't know what named Picasso and the, this enterprise is serving people it's not necessarily you who's doing the self promotion yeah. but it's a self promotion to the business so yeah. for me it's yeah for related. example for example you see Elon Musk having a Twitter account and like randomly tweeting stuff But at the same time, people who read the, their, his tweets are more likely to buy Tesla cars. Mm -hmm. So he's like promoting his business. I know that himself. Elon Musk does hate advertisement and he never did but he advertisement. It, but he does it in another way. He does it in another way through self-promotion because he promotes his name. Yeah, he's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's a person that he is not like obliged to present himself anymore because everybody knows him yeah. and why he knows him he do podcasts he do a lot of things mm. through that he's self-promoting himself self-promoting his experiences and everything through that and people get to know what he's doing mm -hmm. what he can offer mm -hmm. so do you think that self-promotion is very important after all absolutely absolutely i agree like you have to make yourself known in order to 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 find clients in order to be able to help people so people need to know that you are able to help them so yeah i i, I agree okay. uh, uh, self-promotion is important and you need to be good at it in order to run a business well all right are you good i'm very good have a sip thank you <laughs> Okay, I know that my questions are very serious. It's not a fun podcast to listen, I guess. No, I, th I think <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be a useful podcast for. Uh, if you're asking me about podcasting, it would be a useful podcast about to whoever uh, wants to start a podcast, and I encourage people to start podcasts. Okay. So we need more podcasts. I think we covered that in the first part of it because now we are getting more into other subjects, yeah. and I'm gonna ask you about another very important subject in which. What do you think about financial education? I need that. It's something that I need. And uh, the older I get, the more I realize how financially uneducated I am. Okay. I don't know how to manage my money very well. Uh, I don't know how to efficiently make money. Like I am able to, I have a lot of skills. I am able to make money, but not as efficient, uh, not as efficiently as I could have. 
I don't know how to spend money, like I'm not sure what to spend my money on, what is more, most important and what is not. I don't know how to invest. So yeah, uh, I wish I had a coach uh, to be with me like throughout my life and be like, yeah, this is what you're gonna do with your money. This is how you're gonna make money. This is how you're gonna do this and this is how you're gonna do that. And uh, yeah, uh, I think it's extremely important. I wish they taught. Uh, I wish they taught us that at school. So, if I can get personal, if you Would, want, no, no, no problem. Yeah. Your financial history, when you're first, I mean, like the first age that you were in financially independent. Okay. Was it hard? Hmm. Like your parents no longer provide you and you have to like the brask. The mm. how to get money. Mm. You are responsible. I would I would still borrow money at at some point. Borrow. Even though I I am paid more than everyone in my family, mm -hmm. I still borrow money. So how did you like evol evaluate? I pay back of course, but I borrow uh -huh. how did you evaluate? Like how did I evolve? Evolve, yeah. To what? Oh, I haven't, not yet. Not I still yet. borrow money. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, I still do. Like I work, but at the same time, like um, I'm not. I was never paid enough. I'm paid more than most Algerians. Like I'm not complaining. Like most Algerians are paid less than me, but I managed to finish whatever I'm paid before the end of the month or before I'm paid again. So I have to borrow money in order to keep, to stay alive. Uh, and Where is the perfect salary to you? A million dollars <laughs> a day. No, not a day. A day. Yeah. Well, a week. Do you think that's too much? No. No? No. There are boats I would like to buy. So do you think that you are someone who strives to get more money? Absolutely. But I don't know how. Like don't I don't have how. the yeah, I don't have fi enough financial education to to uh, have as much money as I would like to. Okay, if you as a person mm -hmm. do you think that it, what is the first thing that you do? The first that you get you get money. A lot of money. I bought a BMW. <laughs> you remind me of some people. Yeah. But do you think that it's just the desire that you really crave that thing? Or uh, it, was it really necessary to have a BMW? Well, uh, I recently tweeted that we shouldn't stop and remind ourselves to have a good time. Having a good time should be our priority. Like, what's the point of life if you've always dreamt of having a BMW and when you were able to, to financially afford it, you didn't buy it because you were, you had to be like, because you thought you would be more clever than buying it because it was an, a, a liability and not an asset and whatnot. No, I would like to enjoy my life. And one of the, one of the ways I would enjoy my life the most is having a sports car. So, so yeah, I don't necessarily do things and expecting from them uh, financial returns. Maybe it's because I'm not financially educated, 
but yeah um i do spend money on having a good time i would say that i really have a very different perspective yeah. from other people maybe that's what makes me really different which is and actually it bothers me and it's i'm okay with it because this is how i grew up and what i've been taught mm-hmm. but also the first thing when i had my basic amount of money that i'm able to buy a car and buy myself a phone buy myself my proper laptop i did it but i didn't like the mega brands do you do you know what i mean i had enough to buy a bmw but i didn't i just bought a small car that it's like i don't care about what brand it is how it looks this is what i need mm-hmm. i i i manage my money of the need not what i crave this is something in me i don't everyone is free yeah i also I think most I'm, people do that though yeah not different this is what most people do yeah but when you think about when you think about it when you mm. have enough to buy the car of your dreams but you don't and you prefer a car that really driver from point a to point b it's not easy it's not easy to take back that crave and desire to buy what you want mm-hmm. but you don't you just don't do it because you don't you know that you don't need it why you know, it's not it's not about uh, desire like the same way i could say i had the money to buy a really expensive computer yeah like a gaming computer but yeah. i didn't i bought a cheap macbook yeah um and the reason is why did i buy a bmw and not a very expensive laptop why other people buy expensive laptops and not a bmw it's because i believe i have i have this image of myself as someone who has that bmw it's um it's something that is that is part of my personality it's like let me explain to you it and doesn't have to be a bmw it doesn't have to be like an expensive car but a car that doesn't drive itself from point a to point b without risks yeah is not a car for me like i don't know how to explain I'm getting to you, roasted, but you guys no you're not no 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 no, no. it's pri- perfectly fine but like some kidding. people some people are like hey um this jewelry that i'm wearing is part of my image it's part of me it's part of how i think it it tells something about myself Do, am i wearing any jewelry look at my watch it's like very very simple but my car would say a lot about me because you just place your value in something it's not i place my value mm-hmm. we communicate things we communicate we communicate through the things that we have that we own that we wear etc like if you see like a person who has a very very who lives in a very very old house that would tell you something about them right if you see a person who has jewelry and they piercing that would tell you something else about them right whatever it is if you see someone with a sports car that is old that is expensive that is uh, expensive to maintain that is difficult to drive that is not very comfortable but it's a sports car 
it mm. tells you something about them whatever it is it tells you something about them and to me i have to 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 like communicate to myself like yeah this is who i am i am the guy who doesn't compromise i am the guy who doesn't compromise fun and enjoying life with climatizer dakhal tonobil and space dakhal tonobil and tonobil ma ta champagne i'd rather have tonobil ta champagne i would like to have a g wagon you guys this is my dream car yeah but it's not the same thing <laughs> it's not the same thing because because uh if you had a g wagon you wouldn't have as much fun with it as when you are sculpting maybe or actually, as when you are riding your horses actually riding let, let horses you, let me give you excuse me keep that thought you can't really compare apples and oranges because mm-hmm. i didn't ride any horse i ride tra- frisians see what i mean <laughs> i don't <laughs> maybe drive. i would like yeah. i'm twinning see, with you in this see, but in horses see what i mean okay but yeah. i had to learn i had to learn on barbarian first because you start with something so little no, and you I, go to the bigger ones but when i got the bigger ones i had really fun but, but so, i started with a small car yeah i started with a very small economical car that takes me from yeah, point but a but to point b i don't need a very big horse but i would Rather, think that i desire that horse so and much you, and you and i you, am gonna get it and yeah. i worked really hard for it yes and it, yeah. and, and you deserve that horse and that horse it represents you and you yeah, want people to see you and you want yourself to see yourself <laughs> to see yourself with that horse on top of that horse or training that horse yeah. see what i mean like this is the life i want to have i want to have a, a life that is filled with this type of horse what is its name the type Frisians Frisians right by the way you are like 1 meter 60 centimeters and the horse is taller than you and it's like one ton it's something in me i like big yeah. things like so i want to jump out of my car yeah. i don't just don't want to get to it and like hey i'm flat on earth see what i mean on, so you no. com- so you should understand yeah. it's something about choice. personalities i guess yeah. so yeah. you should understand my choice when i left the car that takes me from point a to point b reliably with climatizer and i got a car that is difficult to drive and that is hot inside and that is like sometimes like like i'm not sure that was like i have to learn mechanics see what i mean but when you drive it in the mountain it's a dream like if you take it to shreya or temsgida or like recently i've been to temsgida it's a dream like when you drive it there you didn't tell me about that well it happened but like it's it's amazing like the way it drives wow so so the same way uh you would like to have uh, that beautiful horse frisian instead of hey, frisian imagine you imagine you were like okay je vais nishri hamar ou la bghal parce que de toute façon hat fouq douzan on hat fouq hadak it's a very bad reputation but they are very good animals i know but they're ugly Frisian is more beautiful. Frisian. Frisian. Frisian is more beautiful anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Okay, so just to end the financial concept here. Mm-hmm. Do you think that money accentuate what people are or change them? Let me explain. 
I met with, I had friends mm-hmm. who had nothing. Who had literally nothing. Excuse me, can we take a pause? Sure. So, just to finish that money concept, I have one last question for you. Go ahead. Do you think that money accentuates what people are or change them? Let me explain oh, more. I understand the question. Very interesting question. Yeah. Yes, it's a very interesting question because for me, in my 18, 19 years old, I have a very different perspective of what I see now. Because I had friends who had nothing. We grew together. They are like succeeded and they have a lot of money. They make a lot of money. They have very expensive cars and they are rich now. I'm not. But <laughs> which brings you to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> If you were rich, Jilena. <laughs> oh, come on, it's not that bad. But what I noticed that it accentuates what they are. It, it didn't change them. Because people, when they tend, get, tend to get money, they are haughty. Uh, well, we're not talking about with these people again. They are poor. They, they are people who are really like this. But if I say that my rich friends now, they still wear like socks with holes. They really buy socks with a hundred baral. They don't so care. Still, still I know, I know they are very simple. I'm not going to say that it's just who they are. They didn't yeah. change. They yeah. really didn't change. They are very simple. They don't go to expensive restaurants. They don't buy expensive brands. They, And I know some poor people who they, go to expensive restaurants. Yeah, but there are people who, get, who got rich, but they, they accentuated who they are because who they are, they really see the value in expensive things. They really see people under them, and money just accentuated that. It didn't change them to that. Seeing the value in expensive things doesn't mean they see people under them. It yeah. depends on your description like, of value. Like, I'm value, sorry. Okay? In Arabic, it's what you have like been taught, you your principle, your yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah. Value, it's mm. different. Mm-hmm. over something it's very different I, I see yeah, mm. yeah I think uh, I, I agree with you on uh, the thing that uh, money accentuates what people are so if you see someone um, going to expensive restaurants and they are rich if they were poor at least they would have liked to go to expensive yeah. restaurants and I wouldn't say it's It's not worth it to get the experience or to go there. I'm not judgmental. But they do it once in a while, not always, not daily, not day and night, I guess. Yeah. I think that money just accentuates who you are. It doesn't really change you. Yeah, I know, I know, some, people, I know some people who have money. So whenever they eat expensive things, I feel like they think that they wish they were eating lettuce for dar. even though they had a lot yeah. of money. So, yeah, uh, I think money exe- I, I think money is a very good thing because it gives you the opportunity to be really who, who you would like to be. Like, um, uh, like you need money in order to have horses. Like I know in your case, you're able, but other people, other people are, are paying for these horses and they're maintaining them, etc. So, You just have to be smart. You just have to be smart. How to get 
absolutely. horse because I, I didn't get my horse through money. I did it through my work. I, I uh, absolutely because I am good at it and I read it a lot. I deserved it. So. Absolutely, but if there weren't investors, yeah, Spanish. There wouldn't have been uh, very turbid though. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I, you you worked your way through. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. have to cope. You have to cope through people, yeah. through personalities, through everything to get yeah. what you want. Yeah. It doesn't make you in a situation where you have to sacrifice what you value, but you have to present yeah. the value and you make other people accept it. Yeah, you have to be very patient too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you could go back in time and have you in a guest... What would you tell him? I would have myself and a guest. Okay, so there is a future Emin. Uh-huh. And there is an 18-year-old Emin. And this ah, 18-year-old okay, Emin okay. is your guest. What would yeah. you tell him? Uh, wake the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know there's a song by... Um, by... Um, by... Uh, Nana and the Machine. What's the name of the band? I don't know. Wait. I'm more Google. Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. You know the band? No. They're a metal brand. So um, there's, a, there's a song by, uh, yeah, it's nice. There's a song by, um, by Rage Against the Machine, which is called Wake Up. And what they build it, they're like, wake up. So that's that's the thing. Like I feel like I was too oblivious about the world. Like I feel like I was I thought a bleeder was like I thought the world was like bleeder. I thought the rest of the world was like just like bleeder. And I had to really meet lots of people and I had to talk to people on the internet and I had to travel and I had to do a few things in order to be like, okay, so Blida is just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of land in uh, in Algeria and, it, and whatever is there isn't necessarily what should be. So, so I lost a lot of time just thinking that Blida is the best. I don't know how to explain it, but like... Um, Overall morality. I wish no, no, no. I wish I had more. I had better. I had different priorities. Okay. Like when I was eighteen, if I thought about, um, if I had thought about making a, uh, starting a company, I would have had a company by now. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, I don't regret anything because things could have went same really as worse. me because yeah. at my eighteens. What were you talking about? Yeah, we were interrupted by Wesley Ahmani. <laughs> uh-huh. We were talking about regret. 
Yeah, I don't regret anything uh, because I am happy where I am at the moment. But I I'm think that we've we can't be the person we are if we haven't been there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't regret what I did in my 18s, even if I'm not very okay with it. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, if everything burned in Earth and one book is left and it's your book, what would be the title of it? Ooh. Welcome to the universe. It would be what universe. <laughs> yeah, it would be an astronomy book. Astronomy. Yeah. Um, Why though? Because um, I think what separates us from other animals is that animals usually look down to the earth, so they try to survive and they try to look for things that are useful for them. Uh, so if you want things, if you want to survive and find things that are useful, look down, look down to the earth. If you want to dream, look up. So yeah, I would encourage whoever survived to look up to the stars and wonder what is that? What the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. Like that's how humanity advances. That's how we came to be where we are. So can I give you an example yeah. <laughs> of uh, people who looks up and another people who look down? So Christopher Columbus uh, arrived to America and he was about to go back to Spain. And he didn't have enough food to last him the time that, he would, that it would take for him to get to Spain. So he needed to feed his, uh, himself and his crew. So he went to this uh, native American village and they asked and he asked them for food and they told him look our crops last us uh, all winter and we don't have any more for uh, for our group so we we just have enough uh, crops for our group if we give you some food we're not gonna some of us are gonna gonna die of hunger and he was like okay if you don't give me food my god is going to uh, is going to be um, well, he told them that his God is more powerful than their God. And if they don't give them food, his God is going to be angry. And they were like, yeah, whatever. And he said, well, if you don't believe me, if you don't give me food by the end of next week, the moon is going to turn red. And fair enough, he waited for a week. And then next weekend, the, the moon turned red and they realized that his God was angry and they got scared of his God and they gave him food. And some of them probably died of hunger. But like Christopher Columbus came from a people who, understand, who understood the moon and its faces and they knew when it's going to go red. But these people, these native people, had no idea how the moon worked. All they thought about was food, crops, etc. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, uh, he beat them because he looked up. Well, his people looks up, looked up, and their people didn't. Okay. So, a very other interested, interest, interesting question. Okay. How something can become traditions a tradition or 
the traditions that we have now, how did they become a tradition? How do you think about that? So getting used to things, for example, uh, you see a lot of um, some, some people eat disgusting things. Like if you go to China, they eat uh, uh, chicken legs or chicken feet instead. Frogs. The French, they eat frogs. Frogs, smoothie. Yeah. Uh, they eat uh, chimpanzees. They eat snakes, etc. And then when you look at the history, well, they tell you that this is our... Yeah. So people who eat disgusting things, uh, they usually had it from... Um, from a period of famine. And, um, and they had to eat snakes, and then they got used to it. So this is how traditions are created. That leads me to a study that I read about when they really wanted to test absurd intelligence. Mm -hmm. They put four monkeys in a cage, okay. uh, some stairs, mm -hmm. and bananas on top. Yeah. Each monkey, if he tries to go to the, those stairs and pick a banana, the other monkeys will have a very, very cold shock. Okay. So, when that monkey came down, they just beat him. The other monkeys just... And then, the other monkey tried, and it, the same thing happened. Mm -hmm. And then they replaced each monkey They replaced him with another monkey who doesn't know about the cold shot. Okay. They replaced them one by one. Uh -huh. And we have now four monkeys. They, they didn't climb the stairs. And yet, each monkey tried to climb those stairs. Yeah, without knowing so why. this is how they oh explained God. something yeah. how this is how they explained how yeah. a tradition cr is created yeah this is how it is now you have four monkeys that they don't know anything about yes. it no i need to beat him Yes. Why? We never search about the root. No, no, we yeah. never search about why we are doing yeah. this. And this is <laughs> And this is how and this is how explained how things became a tradition. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is the experiment of absurd intelligence. Hmm. Okay, let me do another experiment with you. Okay. If I I don't know how it does it pick up in the camera? Flash wheel. Okay. I mean, how do you see? What is this? This is a cup of water. This is a realism. Okay. This is a cup of water. But if you see it, this cup is half empty. Mm -hmm. This is pessimism. Yes. This cup is half filled. This is optimism. optimism. Mm -hmm. But when someone just come and throw his brushes there, this is an artist. I see, okay. Mm. <laughs> and this experiment went with how people can really categorize them with how can they see only the obstacles that they have, but they don't know the skill on how to do it. Yeah. This is two different people. Mm. Hey, I have this challenge to you, this challenge to you. Hey, I don't have money, I can't do it, I don't have time. I don't. This is someone who only see the obstacles. But if someone just gives you 
a challenge, hey, maybe someday I'm going to do it. Okay. And if Sunday, do I have to wear something? No. Whatever. I'm just going to mm. wear what I have and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And this is someone who see the opportunities about it. Yes. This is another experiment that is related to absurd intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, it was a, a fun podcast, but I have one last question Go ahead. for you. In which, if you could have a dinner with three people, alive or dead people, who they are? Uh, Isaac Newton. The other one would be. Well, there's Isaac Newton. Yeah, I guess Albert Einstein. And maybe Picasso. No, he likes Picasso. He's not here. Yeah, He's of not. course. I would talk to Picasso all day. And this Yeah. Do you have any question for uh, Miss Sarah? Yes, I would like you to tell me about your job and your to do. Do we have the time for that? Do you think it's enough? It's up I to you. I don't know. This is you, your podcast. It's your podcast too. No, it's your no, podcast, it's not my mine. Brand, but this is your episode. I finished my podcast. It's up to you now if oh you want God. to finish it. Yeah. So <laughs> if yeah, I'm going to talk about my job, we're going to have another half an hour or. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just going to kill us. No, I think, I think we we'll stop now. We'll do right. another day about your job. Of course. Okay. okay no problem. Okay, because I'm scared of Thank you for being here. Thank you uh, for uh, coming to my studio and doing this with me. Thanks for the questions. You're welcome. I, I hope, hope it was fun. I hope people who listened to us enjoyed. I hope uh, it's fair do. And uh, do you like Garantetan? I do. And it turns. I don't know if you like Garantetan right now. I don't know if you like Garantetan. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for... Definitely, yes, yes. yes. yes.